It's going to be great. Perfect. Oscar's just hey, hey, oh. is this a, is this a, is this an episode? It, I was going to start doing the ads. Do Are it. you ready? I'm so ready. It's this be fantastic episode. Okay, this episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where now every weekend you can get bonus content from me and Maureen uh, that we record. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's stuff. Uh, If you support at the $5 and up level, the town watch level, you get that. And because sometimes we're all stuck in here together. Sometimes this week there was uh, some extra and there's going to be some more extra content from Dr. Carter Shue. Who um, it's true. Her, her office is open for you. Yep. She's taking questions. At, if you have Patreon any. Patreon. Dot. Yeah. Com. Com. Slash. Says who. Says who. It's going to be great. Are you there? I am. Yeah. I'm oh, waiting for you to do your. Uh, I was worried yeah, because it you went quiet. Do your book set. It's doing yeah. great. Uh, okay, I just, listen. I was just being. I was just being respectfully quiet. Listen, you're at home. You're like, I need to get out of here, but you can't. Nothing is better than a book. A book takes you somewhere safely. It takes you to another place, another time, another reality. It's awesome. You should be reading books. Have you heard about them? They are fantastic. If you want to get into a series right now, perhaps you'd like Truly Devious. It's a mystery series. People like it. You can go and solve crimes. Crimes, old cold case mysteries, like a 30s mystery and a modern mystery. And you can go up and it'll mention in Vermont. It's pretty fun. I think you'd like it. Truly Devious, The Vanishing Stare, The Head on the Wall. They're all out now. You can do the whole three books. Get it for your library. It don't cost you nothing. If you want to buy it, bid from an independent bookstore. Hey, that's awesome. You don't need to. There's lots of books out there. Read anything you like. Books are great. Books. It's time. Books. And. And. Well, and. And. Maybe you need things. Some people still want things in this world, and you can now get Says Who Things at merch, that is M-E-R-C-H, dot sayswhopodcast.com. New today in the merch store is a way to cover your face when you go outside. We are selling head tube, neck gaiter, whatever you want to call them, bandana-y things that say... These aren't bright guys and things got out of hand all over them because that's why we have to go out and cover our faces. So we might as well wear it with pride. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com Hey, welcome to the weekend. Yeah, it's not the weekend, Maureen. I think it's Thursday. Think that today is Thursday. Weekend's in a couple. No. Right? No, 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 that's not right. It's I'm psh, I'm positive it is not the weekend though. Um and maybe it's Saturday. Well, it rained. Does it rain on Mondays? I can't remember which day it rains now. Well, it's not I mean, you're supposed to not like it if it rains on Mondays, but I don't know if it's Right. Like that's a th- 
I, I'm still pretty sure it's either Saturday or Sunday because we're home. I, I feel like I, well, that's a good point, but I just feel like if it was the weekend, I'd know somehow it would feel more weekendy than it feels right now. Mm. Like it feels like a solid Tuesday, Thursday ish somewhere feels like that sort of. Should we split the difference and say Friday? Yeah, sounds good. TGIF says Whovians, let's we did do it. this. We did it. Welcome to Says Who, a podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson. Oh, boy. Yep. <laughs> what is a lot, of, a lot of voices going on mm-hmm. there? Dan? There are a lot. Yeah. I need to confess. Uh-oh. You know, we so you guys won't know this, but we were but we record at eleven a.m. That's usually what we do. And I messaged yeah. Dan and said, "Can we do it at like two? And he's because he's gracious said yes. Here's why I was asking that. Uh oh, it's not that Uh-oh. exciting. It's really not that exciting. <laughs> Any variation from uh from a schedule at this point might as well be a fucking trip to Disney World. Bring it on. I'm I'm psyched. I'm pumped. I I've oversold this. You're gonna you're not gonna you're really disappointed. No, trust me. My expectation levels for thrilled are just barely above the floor at this point. Yesterday was both food day and laundry day. So oh, that's a lot of cleaning. We had uh I think it was eight loads that I took in one cart downstairs. Because it was empty. I was like, the time is now. Like three weeks worth of sheets, so many towels because oh we go through God. them constantly. Like just like piles of stuff. Um, and also when I bring sheets up and I put them on the bed, I iron them. It's a little ritual I started maybe six months ago where I've realized that iron sheets are just so good and like psychologically fulfilling. They feel so nice. That I always iron the sheets. Wait, before let they me understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, before okay, I, well, I I heard you say you put them on the bed and then you ironed them, and I was really occasionally trying I trying to figure that out. Like once I've Seems got like fitted... a real way to have a bed fire. Well, sometimes when I've got the fitted sheet on and I see a little wrinkle, I quick zoop because I iron them in the bedroom and then I just give them a little whoop. Um, but like super fast, like a second or two, like whoop. Um, but it makes a big difference. The bed isn't like, is it, you know, we have a big, indu- like these are big industrial washer dryer things that we've got downstairs. You know, by the time you get it all upstairs, it's all wrinkled. So it makes it really nice. The ones I put in the, cl- in the closet are not ironed yet. I just fold those and when they come out, they get ironed. You got it, right? So last night, food, I, so I got food it. in the morning took two and a half hours because the food arrived. I also yeah. went through the closets and reorganized everything and like restored stuff in jars and labeled and like, cleaned out the old baking supplies to make sure everything was in date so that everything is usable. Two and a half hours of washing, organizing the food. 
takes also yeah. I got all my parents' food delivered. I had to make sure that all that. So that was all morning. Little break in the afternoon, get some stuff done, then then eight loads of laundry at once. I finished and then of course dinner, nightly cleanup, bleaching down, etc. I finished this all at like, I don't know, eleven fifteen. <laughs> I was beat. Getting to bed. Also, Trump has taken my drugs, Dan. <laughs> The drugs that fight yeah. fatigue, he took my drugs. So I've had some flares this week. I sometimes get a little tired. I had trouble getting to sleep. I woke up this morning. I was up. I was doing stuff with Oscar. I was drinking my coffee. And this just wave hit me where I'm like, I'm going back to bed. Like, I am fucking exhausted. I am beat all to hell. And I was like, I can. I'm fucking doing it. I mean, I might have to write tonight when they're like, who cares? I'm going back to bed. I'll sleep for an hour. And I was so tired. I basically the minute I hit the bed, I was out. And then I was like, I gotta get up to record. And then I just emailed you. I was like, Can we just do this? Like I continued sleeping until it was like eleven (laughs) thirty. I was That's awesome. I was deliriously tired. Like it was one of those things where it wasn't even a choice. Like I could maybe take it was like one of those where you're walking and your eyes are closing. You're like, okay. I'm my body is is telling me it's time for it's nap time took the puppy in with me she happily she climbs in under the blanket snugs in she's a hard snugger she gets in there and when i woke up at one point she was laying in the same position as me under the blanket with her head on the pillow just in the same exact pose as me so then i woke up quickly took her out for her hour walk ran back in got i already had set up the equipment you hear digging because i think she's finally tired herself out and this the digging normally means she's about to lay down and go to sleep. She's making herself a little or find treasure. Well, sometimes it's that, but I think she's making herself a like a bedding area. Yeah. She's 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 stacking up the blankets. Come on, you can do it. Turn, turn, turn. Nudge, nudge. Yes. Come on. No, don't look in the mirror. Come on. Lay down. She's not laying down yet, Dan, but she's, uh, oh, floop, she's down. We, yeah. She just came up to me, snugged hard, and fell over. That's how she does it. (laughs) Ah, Maureen, that was exciting. Was that That a good story? That was an exciting story. That's what passes for an exciting story. It's all we got now. This is what we got now in this world. In this world, Maureen, this is all we have. I have been all morning now thinking about an idea for a new podcast that is just a 10-second long podcast that tells you what day and what date it is. People would listen to that. Right? It, it's the new impeachment.fyi. Might be. Might be. Might be. What if, I, yeah, like, I have instead secured of a URL. Oh? Same shit, different dot today. Oh my god! Right? That's. And then you just just comes in on your podcast feed, and it's all it is is someone going, "Hi there, today's Tuesday, the fourteenth of April. Have a good day." That's the that, whole podcast. That's amazing. You get guest hosts, <laughs> right? Get a get get a guest per week.
Then you're a genius. This is it. This is it, Maureen. I think this might happen. This might happen. I need a hobby because every minute of free time I am currently filling with making masks and I may have overstepped my mask making bounds at this point. Why is so that? I need something else. You you sent me some masks that you made. And yeah. They arrived on the same day that my friend Kate also sent me two masks that she made for me that we really needed these masks because we have been riding on yeah. our N95s that are now have had daily multiple uses for a month and two yeah. cloth masks that we have. That's all we had. And we need them a lot. So your mask came. I was so excited. I was putting in that laundry. So I was like, I will wash them. Like there was some wash I was putting in that was, it would say they were safe to go in this load. I was like, great. You know, I'm putting in a loads of laundry. This is a great time. Let's just stick these masks in here. Take the masks out. God damn it. They've got bleach stains all over them. I am. Oh. So I thought at the time it was a Tide Pod, but what it more likely was is that somebody had used bleach in the washer before us. Because people are bleaching everything a lot. So now they sense. sort of have an 80s speckled look to yes. them. Yeah, all six of them have... have de- and they Duh. they were the only things that got damaged aside from one pair of Oscars underwear and my David Bowie t-shirt. Um, oh no, not your David Bowie t-shirt. I have five David Bowie t-shirts. This is my least favorite of them, so it's sort of okay, but... Um, uh, well, those the are good the- news, Maureen, Yeah, is that I am producing these at a scale that I can get some new ones out to you soon. And the extra good news is I have much better elastic than the versions that I sent to you. And I would be sending you replacements anyway, because I'm unhappy with the elastic that went out in that batch. Well, we'll use the hell out of them then. And they are getting washed without a doubt in the plastic basin. Yeah. Oh, I've, I had an exciting adventure. They won't. Nothing. Well, hold on. Nothing. Nothing weird. Well, they they come pre-washed, just so mm. you know. But obviously, things that come into your world, you should you should wash again. But um, but yeah, uh, the the first batch that I sent out to people was using elastic that we had lying around the house that was a little thicker and a little little harder than. Uh, a person wants to wear around their ears for a long time. But there is a huge run on elastic because all sorts of folks are making masks right now. And I was unable to find some. And then somebody very helpfully on um, Twitter said, you know what? I just bought some from an Etsy seller who was selling spools of elastic. And so I got some from Etsy and it is a market improvement. So I will get improved masks out to you and Oscar soon. Once I'm done uh, getting some out to to some folks that that are in in my line right now, but oh, um, please, I mean these are beautiful. They're beautiful. You and Kate both made these. Cool. I was so excited to get these masks because we really do need them, and I was like, the masks are here. I was so psyched, and I was like, I will now wash them and then hand dry them, and everything will be. Pr-. And then I took them out, and I was so sad. Oh, was, that is I, sad. I hadn't done anything except put them in like as totally safe wash load with like normal detergent. So I was like, how did this happen? Like, how did they get damaged? I just got them an hour ago. How has this happened? 
The, so, um, the fun thing about the mask making obsession that I have undertaken is it turns out that both Janice and I have hoarded fabric for years, for decades, right? And um, I keep finding boxes of fabric in our house. <laughs> and so the it's fabric's like, hey, look at this. Great. Oh, the fabric. And the fabric, is so I good. have to say, like, yes. So I was a nerdy kid. I know this comes as a shock to everyone but i was a uh nerdy geeky kid who enjoyed hanging out at fabric stores when he was in high school mm -hmm. and i made all my own shorts and would buy all sorts of wild so fabric it's so specific i know i know it's so specific uh, and so I would buy all kinds of crazy fabric and that has stuck around. And then I met Janice, who it turned out had been doing the essentially the same thing. I don't think she was making shorts, but she also had a large amount of fabric. And we have since collected like one of the boxes that I opened up had all these half made pairs of pants for babies that we must have made for our now 14 year old back when he was a baby. So, um, but yeah, we have some we have some very great fabric, though. I, do, I did just panic by more fabric because we are now running low and uh, I want to keep it going. So thankfully, you can still get fabric shipped. I, but that said, I, I also need another hobby. And I think maybe the day of the week podcast is it. I wish I could sew better than I did. I, I did have to learn to sew as a child. I was taught to sew like I was a small Victorian baby um i yeah i was my mother is when i think about it, my mother is good at every craft my mother excels at whatever she puts herself in at uh, directs herself at because she is she is just solid concentration like it's really quite extraordinary but she is sort of an expert embroiderer um, she crochets very well. When I was a kid, she, let's see, oil painted, did ceramics, did stained glass. Um, what else did she do? She makes these Christmas decorations that are extraordinarily beautiful. She can kind of make anything. So I was taught basic embroidery. I didn't excel at it. I was, I never, I, I had to do just basic, you know, stitching. I was taught how to hem dresses. So I would, I would hem all of my aunts and my grandmother's dresses for, I think it was wow. like a dollar a piece. This was like some weird, it was like how I used to wash their floors by hand and I would also hem their dresses. This was what I did. Um, and the only other time I had to sew was in college because I was a theater major at one point, a minor at one point. As part of my theater curriculum, I had to take intro to costume design. Oh, sure. So I had to pass a hand sewing test. So I I had to take a sewing test at one point and I passed it. And like I can I can do a bad like I can put in a bad hem. Like, you know, it's fine. Like one time I hemmed my own pants. I was like, I did it myself. And then I was like, this job is shit. So then I just take it immediately to someone who knows how to sew. But I wish I was better at sewing because I, I thought I think it's really cool. It's uh, I have I have to say, so I was also taught by uh, by my mom when I was a kid and would make like stuffed animals and things for myself. And then back when I was in school, you 
were required in middle school to take uh, woodshop and the pairing of woodshop was uh, sewing. So I took sewing in middle school and that was when I got excited, I think, because they had us make shorts. And then I was like, I can just make shorts. Why? Why, why were they having <laughs> I just kept making shorts. making shorts. I don't understand why shorts. I, Seems harder. Why? I, why were you making less shorts? Less fabric, probably. I don't know. I So I was into it because it's similar to the masks that I'm making now. You only need one piece of like the pattern and you just repeat it four times and connect it. I don't know. I have no real explanation for why I made so many pairs of shorts when I was in high school, but um, but here we are, and then, now I'm making masks. When I was a child, there was one other big sewing thing. So I had an Aunt Fanny. All right. I had an Aunt Fanny who was an expert seamstress. She was amazing. And she did a lot of sewing, and she always had bags of cloth scraps, like literally just scrap, tiny ribbons of things, and I would get Aunt Fanny's cloth scrap bag. This is how cool a childhood I had. So I had this, it was the same aunt whose bird committed suicide, the money in jars. She was also the one that I would, I would hem her, hem her uh, house dresses for, and these were like proper house dresses, like those kind of formless, sleeveless, like just dress, hang. they came to just below their knee. They had two pockets for their cigarettes, you know, so I, those were the dresses. And, I sometimes would stay over at our house like on a Friday or Saturday night. I was like, I don't know, a 10 or 11-year-old. Here's the hot Saturday night at my aunt's house. They're smoking. <laughs> aunt's smoking away because she's a smoker rights activist. There's the angry, greasy sure. bird that sits next to her, Teal the cockatiel, the angry bird that eventually committed suicide. They um they ate dinner at 4 p.m. Uh, the typical dinner was like, some fried food from the uh, Long John Silver seafood, something similar mm. to that. They ate on paper plates because that way there's no mess. You just get rid of it. So they would eat 4 p.m., some fried food, paper plate. I thought this was great. Like I was all for it. I, I will say as a full-ass grown adult, the occasions where we're like, let's use paper plates, it is the best <laughs> So hats off to your extended family for just doing that all the time. Because, man, it is a good time. That Neither of them worked. Like, she never had a job or anything. She just sat around all day smoking and listening to conspiracy radio. Like, that was all they ever did. Um, then the big event of the night was dessert. And then this is how they did dessert. So first of all, she was only a believer in very clean, wholesome television. So... When I stayed with them, it was Lawrence Welk. I watched oh, Lawrence Oh, wow. Welk. I had my bag of Aunt Fanny's cloth scraps and my <sighs> needle and thread. And I would sew clothes for my Barbie. Like, I would get so excited about this. Like, I would have my, my toys, you know, sewing clothes for my Barbie, which were inevitably tube tops because I didn't know how to sew anything else. Yeah, um, tubes easy. A lot of tubes. A lot of sewing of tubes with Aunt Fanny scraps. And then <laughs> they liked those like Mrs. F Smith's frozen pies. Like, oh, yeah. Like pies you yeah, could yeah. get. Then hold on to your ass because this is what my aunt and my uncle ate for dessert every goddamn night. Are you ready? I'm ready. They took one of those, you know, pre-bought pies. They sliced it into four pieces. So you got a quarter of a pie. 
with. Yeah, he did. Hold on to your ass, Dan. I'm ready. They would would both hand my ass right now. This is not a drill, Jake. This is not a drill, my friend. Half gallons of ice cream, like the square kind they used to sell that were just complete, like square. Like you have to imagine that ice cream used to just come in these rectangles. They were cartons. They were just rectangles. They would slice those into four. Whoa, 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 whoa. And you got. Hold on. uh, mm -hmm. We need to explain the. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to explain the ice cream carton Mm -hmm. to a younger generation of listeners here, because I think when you said square, people were imagining like a Briars or something that are like rectangular ice cream tubs. But they used to be waxed cardboard that folded up origami style into like a brick that encased this ice cream. And sometimes you would end up unfolding the entire thing that right. it, at least at my house, that was like disaster level, but it did allow for the ability to slice it That's very right. cleanly if you wanted yep. to. And you you're just, wow. And you just unfold that shit. It slice it into four. And so their, <laughs> their dessert was a quarter slice of a half gallon of ice cream. And a quarter of a pie. Every goddamn night. Wash it down with a cup That's of That's living right there. I mean, watching some Lawrence Welk, eating a quarter of a pie and a quarter of a container of ice cream, sewing some tubes for your Barbie with your Aunt Fanny scraps. After that, you go and you count your aunt's money, which she keeps in jars in the closet. You got yourself a weekend. That's my childhood, Dan. Man. That's why, that's why I'm as cool as I am. That is better than anything anyone listening to this podcast has done in a month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That sounds like just a thrill a minute. That's like the equivalent of a Caribbean vacation right now. When Oscars talks about the things he learned in his childhood, like, well, you know, we learned sailing and skiing and you know we would go and and i would play rugby and this and that and i'm like but have you ever sat on the floor next to your chain smoking aunt sewing yet another goddamn gold tube for your barbie that's still somehow crooked as you consume several days worth of pie and ice cream and she's smoking Uh. at you and the smoke is just twisting into your hair and you're then that's where I very fondly remember doing the assignment where I had to cut things out of the catalogs and the circulars about how to do a budget where you're living out in the woods and you have you only have so much money and you have to like choose all the stuff from the catalogs and you had to make sure. a report. That's I did that sitting next to my I was so smoky, so very smoky. And then for some extra fun, I was just allowed to like get on my bike and ride freeform around the neighborhood for like basically as long as I felt like. Man trailing smoke in my wake i think that it it is hard as somebody that grew up in that era it is difficult for me to actually imagine just how smoky everything was oh it stank boy it was it was i remember before they banned cigarettes in like bars and clubs and things i would come home from going to shows i would 
strip down on the back porch and leave my clothes out there and then For get sure. in the shower. Mm-hmm. Then dumbass world we used to live in. I used Although, to. <laughs> what I was the a fuck world that we live in now. I was a bartender in England then, and I used to stand behind the bar with a cigarette dangling out of my mouth. <laughs> I smoked for a while when I was a dumb, dumb young person, and I, you know, just, just cigarette, just hanging on my. I'm just, what do you need? <laughs> so gross, <laughs> disgusting. It's the nastiest thing. I, in the I never planet. smoked because I grew up. I grew up with a smoker. And like a real heavy chain smoker. And still to this day, one of the defining images of my childhood was an exhalation into my bowl of cereal or Cheerios and watching the smoke hit the Cheerios and then ricochet up and over the edges of the bowl. Ugh. I'm not yeah. I'm not proud of it. It be- seemed to be the thing that all the theater ki- like you got into theater. And just every, it was just what happened. And every break was a smoke break. So I was in theater and somehow that's just how it happened. (sighs) Boy, oh boy. Tales from the world before we all Mm. moved inside. Smoking is the grossest thing. It's so unfathomable to me now to walk into a place where you could smoke indoors. But I think we were all, every relative smoked. They were all just like fucking oh, chimneys yeah. den. They had the same same ashtrays that went throughout the whole family. Every goddamn one of them had the same ashtrays. And they all just drank coffee and smoked all day. They sat inside all the time just yeah. drinking and smoking. This was normal for them. They're like, it's just another day where you sit at your kitchen table drinking and smoking and talking shit to your bird. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all had birds. They all had birds. Like one time, my grandmother always had parakeets. My grandmother was was cool, but she always had parakeets. She, her parakeet passed away, and we went to Sears to get her another parakeet because that's what you did 400 years ago. We went to Sears to get her another parakeet. We got her a parakeet. Wait, we brought what? it home. We got a parakeet at Sears. They had them. Wow. Yeah. Did they have other... They had other pets. There was a pet section in Sears. Yeah, yeah there was a pet section. Like kind of what like What was Petco. the limits of the pet section in Sears? Was it like only things in tanks and cages or could I you so. walk out with a dog? I think it was like fish and birds. It's sort of like Petco now, fish and birds. Maybe like a hermit crab. Right. You know Without how like, you go in adoption cuz right. there was no right. adopting of pets back in the 70s. No, it was all like terrible puppy mill kind of pet shops inside of malls yeah it was right oh my god i forgot about the pet shops inside malls the past and it's not even that long ago was fucked like it was (laughs) unlike now which is awesome but like (laughs) yeah i was gonna say and yet what i wouldn't give right now to be living in the 70s again so there i am in sears we're getting grandma bird Bring the bird home. Bird's sitting there. She's smoking. My my mom, my father stopped smoking. He smoked when I was very little, but he stopped when his friend died of lung cancer. Also, apparently, I used to grab his cigarettes and put them in the trash because I didn't want him to smoke. So I knew it was from a small child, don't smoke. I was constantly putting his cigarettes in the trash. 
Anyway, we got my grandmother bird. We're all having dinner, and I'm looking at the bird. Like, hi, bird. And I'm staring at the bird. And then I, I realize something about the bird, and I try to get everyone's attention, but no one listens to me because I'm a kid, and no one listens to kids. And I'm alone. I don't have any siblings. There's no other kids. I'm like, hey, hey. No one's listening to me. Hey, hey. Going over, tugging everyone's sleeve. Hey, Maureen, shut up. Hey, finally, I get someone's attention. And I'm like, the bird only has one foot. Sure enough, this was a one-footed bird. So they went over, they looked, and the bird had one foot. So they were like- But it was standing there uh, with one foot? Like a- like a flamingo? Yeah. He's just on a perch. With, you know, because birds are like little round balls of feathers. So they're just kind of squatting on their perch. You got to really look close to see how many feet they have. You always assume it's two. But it wasn't. It was one. So we go back to Sears. See, this bird only has one foot. <laughs> and they're like, sorry, do you want another bird? So they go in the big bird cage. And lo and behold, most of the birds only have one foot. What? I think what was happening was they were putting the bands on too tight. And the birds were losing oh, the foot. Oh, God. Yeah. And the bottom of the birdcage was just littered with feet? I don't know. Maybe they took the feet out. <laughs> anyway. It's Carl's get, job I'd, to sweep I'd, the feet out of the cage. Take the feet out. So they did. Um, they did. I don't remember if she got another bird or not. I mean, she definitely came home with a bird. She always had a parakeet. But... Um, Birds and cigarettes and coffee was the big theme. And her birds were always much happier than my aunt's angry, greasy bird that was like really just shit all over the place and attacked you if you got anywhere near it. But um, that bird was so mad all the time. Um, God, that was an How angry bird. How often do you think those birds were replaced? Teal was was genuinely. Oh, in the in Sears? No, at your at your relative's house. Oh, they were very attached to their birds. Like we knew exactly. Like those that bird was doted on. Like oh, for sure. We and also we were the mm. only ones who would be replacing because my grandma like they didn't drive. None of those people drove. My mom oh, did all the driving. Okay. So you would, so you would have a count. Oh, for sure. Like we were the you know we did all their grocery shopping. Like, when I say we, it was my mother. So you know every week was like we took grandma and aunt grocery shopping. I would go to the counter pick up their carton, big cartons of cigarettes for them. That was always part of the weekly show. You know what I'm saying, Dan? The past. Not even that long ago. Just smoking, smoking. Your bird's feet are falling off. You're going to Sears for a bird. You're you're sewing stuff from your Aunt Fanny scrap bag. Watching Lawrence Welk because it's wholesome. That's living. That's That's living right there. That's very similar to right now. it, It was, yeah. There was a lot more time spent outside in the seventies, though. Mm. You were just sent. You were just sent outside. At least that was my experience. It was just like you're outside now for the next three hours. I don't yeah, care was, what you do. It's just fine. Figure it out. It's fine. You're just outside doing shit. I know that if you're younger and you're probably like, why are they being so very old right now? I'm just. <laughs> we're just trying to tell you cool shit that you could do. Like you could just wander around while your relatives just sat inside smoking their fucking back lungs in the out. outdoor times. Yeah, yeah. You'll have the, you we'll get back have you there. read the uh, the the book series, the wool series? Wool. Yeah. Like sweater. Yeah, 
No. Okay. It's 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 it is a good post-apocalyptic uh series about people that live in an abandoned silo under the ground. Oh. And uh I I've thought a lot about it recently cuz I kind of feel like that's how we live now. Like going outside is a production. There's a lot of thought thought it's involved in are we going outside? How many of us are going outside? We went on a drive on Sunday, Maureen, because we realized we had not moved our car in a month and probably it needed to be started and driven a little bit. And uh, it was it, as somebody that has watched Mad Max Fury Road approximately somewhere between 50 and 100 times. I felt like I was really ready for that drive. It turned out to be really anticlimactic, but we were I was prepared. We were masked. We fucking cleaned down ahead, brought hand sanitizer with us. We were ready. We were ready to take those breeder wives to Bullet Town, but (laughs) turned out we just drove around and looked at the grocery stores we used to go to. The other day I I actually went into a store on I forget what day it was. Sometime this week, whatever day, I don't know. Thursday and uh because my my medication needed a refill. See, you need the podcast. So uh you would know. If you would you could have put your headphones on, hit play, and it would just be me going, "Good morning. It's Thursday, April 8th. Have a good day." And, and you could like, just okay, run cool, the same the ep- store. You could run the same app every day and people would not know the difference. It would be hard to binge it. I could do it. Um I do it. So I I, I went do it. I went to uh, I suited up. I went out first. Did I tell this story already about how I went to the hardware store? You were talking, hard- I think it was in a bonus episode. You were talking about how you were excited to do it. So this is oh. a real- Maybe sometimes when I'm editing this uh, this podcast, Maureen, I think about how strange this documentation of the fucking world that we have lived in for the last three years is, but that this is potentially the strangest of all of it. <laughs> I yeah, I must have. I think I went that day, so I was like, I'm about to go to the hardware store and the pharmacy. It's a big fucking deal because I do have to say <clears throat> that I am, boy, whenever you cough, you're like, oh, I do have a little scratchy throat today, which yeah. obviously makes me nervous. But because um, now you get a scratchy throat, you're like, whoa. Also, I have seasonal allergies that I could, I could set a yeah. watch by. So I have early April seasonal allergies that have been with me since I've lived in New York. So whenever I get the sore throat, I'm like, yeah, checks out. It's April. Anyway, Dan. So I had kind of done a little peek in the window at the hardware store, and I saw they had things in there. They had bleach in there, and they had RV toilet paper in there, and I was like, oh, the wonders of the shop. So I got my gloves and my masks (laughs) and everything. I truly have to say, though, I live in the middle of New York City, so I am in it. Like, I yeah. truly am in it. It is fully around us. Um, it's it's not a hypothetical here in any way, shape, or form. 
And uh, so we have to be really, really cognizant at all times about that's why it's like it's it's a big deal everywhere. But like truly like it is, um, you know, it has taken it has I know it is it has actually not it, it people in this area have died. So, um, yeah, and we hear a lot of sirens. Um, I'm happy to report that the whoever at the Empire State Building who was uh, really had that first brilliant idea to do the panic attack light. That was just this throbbing red strobe light that was you watched it and it made you nervous. Um, They've modified it now to a kind of multicolored, gentle uh, like it's, it's very pretty. It runs through all the colors and it ripples up and down and it it's still it's just very bright and cheerful as opposed to ah um <laughs> yeah. So I went to Walgreens. That was pretty exciting. We obviously have to wait and get you get allowed to go inside. It's like you're going on a shitty, shitty Disney ride. You wait and then they wave you in. <laughs> you go in, you're like, I'm in Walgreens. And you look around and you're like, Wow, what they got? Uh they had lots of toilet paper. Lots of it. Whoa. Whole aisle full of it. I think they just let you buy one. And that turns out that will work. If you just let everyone buy one, that will be enough. And I went up and I got my prescription, Dan. And they they had built around the pharmacy a kind of lame Miz thing where they normally have a plastic barricade, but they built a second plastic barricade of like flapping plastic. Like when you go through into a, like a refrigerated room or something. Over oh, that, sure. then they built this kind of lame-miz thing of like a the barricade, so you couldn't get that close to the counter. They put up all these plastic oh, okay. bins, so you had to be a little bit distant. And uh, got my prescription. I was like, I've made the trek. It's all going to be worth it. And they handed me a container that had nine pills in it. What nine? Yes. Yes, Trump took my drugs, Dan. So I got nine pills. I'd done You're all of fucking that. Fucking kidding me! I'd gone to all that trouble to get nine pills. So um, then I went to Jesus our local Christ. Yeah, I know it's disappointing. Uh, but I went to the hardware store, which is always very open. It's very airy. There's never anyone in there, and they have lots of stuff. It's fantastic. I didn't want to take the bleach because I've been collecting bleach. I have enough bleach. I didn't want to take it because someone else probably needs that bleach. I'm like, I have some. But they had lots of spray bleach cleaners. Oh, it was an extravaganza in there, Dan. They had all (laughs) kinds of good stuff. So I got some spray bleach cleaner. I got some mason jars I'm putting my beans in. Oh, it's great. I got uh, a plastic bin that I can do hand washing in now so I don't have to go downstairs as much. Oh, I had my bin and my jars. My bleach cleaner. Uh, got some soap. I'm having one of those moments where I'm hearing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing just how fucked everything is. So I get home with what my is- my bin and my bleach cleaner and my my jars and all this beautiful import i mean i honestly felt like i was in some sort of resource hoarding or resource getting game like stardew when you go to pierre's or something or like you're like i have brought home yeah a, a, a piece of cloth then of course you go to you have then it takes another hour to get all the stuff in the house because you have to take each individual yeah. you, know, you have to disrobe 
take your clothes off. Even though I didn't, I took a super quick shower, just, um, you know, take everything out, clean it down. <laughs> you know, I have this wonderful little plastic bin now I can wash out stuff. And that's where I should have put the masks. I feel so responsible for damaging these masks. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, was, Don't worry about it. But, you know, I do. They still cover your fix. Oh, yeah. But I just, they were so pretty. Um, I see a lot of medical personnel out there. Uh, they've made a kind of sidewalk Starbucks counter so they can get coffee. So it's nice. Um, so, yeah, we uh, you walk around with your mask on, walk the dog, come back in again. Got a bin and a jar. Oh, the jars I got. Magnificent. I'm going to get more jars. I don't even know. Yep. I'm having a real... Mm wide angle right now yep like a month ago a month ago we weren't talking like this uh and yet we, here we are uh yeah i guess it wasn't quite a month ago it was around a month ago though yeah this i think yeah, was around the time so that we are we are now 32 days in quarantine us so it's it's right around a month but the whatever episode would have preceded the Wednesday before we went underground. Ah. Uh, didn't sound like this, Maureen. Didn't sound like this. This um, is... Yeah. Bernie Remember Sanders, how, like... Bernie Sanders dropped out this week. Was that this week? Yeah, it was a couple days ago. God, it was. <laughs> it was this... <laughs> See? I need... Need that podcast. Yeah, that ha that's a big, imagine the big deal that would have been to us. It would have been so big, remember? Been huge. Yeah. Would have been, would have been we a have real a, thing. We, ha we have a nominee. We, we do, and it's Joe Biden. happened got then we could have Joe Biden had anything we could have had anything we could have had anything, we had anything. <laughs> literally anything yep oh shit <laughs> Ow, my little chest hurts right now 20 nominees uh, 20 my whole chest really aches right now ah uh, Dan well that's exciting we have a nominee February's just around the corner. 
What? We'll still be inside. February? November. I don't know anything. <laughs> what is anything what? anymore? What <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Dr. Carter Shue was going to visit, but honestly, I can't afford to cough. Yeah. It's just, I can't Oh, risk my it. God. If you cough here, people throw <sighs> you down a well. Joe Biden. Jesus That's right. Christ. Hey. Oh no. oh, no. Hi. Hi, Amy. I'm excited for you, Amy Carter Shue. Thank you. I wasn't going to come. I'm genuinely, but... this is this I been a away. big day, big week for you. It's right. I knew all along. Do you know what day it is? It's Joe Day. <laughs> Every Joe day. day. That's right. I told you. Why didn't you listen? <laughs> you did. You knew. I always Amy knew. Carter Shue, you were right from the beginning. That's right, I was. I lived in the White House. Of course I fucking knew. I know what's what. I I I get that you have firsthand expertise. It was more just the it was more your criteria that I questioned than your expertise. What do you but mean? But it turns out your criteria was right too. What do you mean? I don't want to tell you what I mean. Come on, tell me. Say it. I don't. I don't want say to it. say it. Say it. I, I just fucking walked right into that one. Yes, you did. I I questioned the the enthusiasm that you had for his balls. Oh. That seemed to be the main decision making process right. on your part, but it turns out you were fully correct. Stretchy balls. You know what? They, uh, a lot of times, you know how you can tell what time it is? Because my man's balls, they knock back and forth between his knees like a clock. Bong, oh, bong, bong. Oh, four o'clock. Uh, That's right. So stretchy. That's right, Scroats. My man's going to be president. Look for oh, my God. man. <laughs> Vote for my man. Your man lost. Fuck you. Oh, no. Oh, Your no. man endorsed my man. It's he the other to. shoe. That's right. <laughs> Vote for Burn. It's over. <laughs> Shut up. It's never over. Vote for Burn. God damn it. Even Burn says vote for Joe. <laughs> Shut up. You shut up. <laughs> I'm the left shoe. I'm the left shoe. You can't both be left <laughs> shoes, you know. We're both we're both left shoes. We're both left shoes. <laughs> what is happening? It's Joe Biden. I don't even understand. Joe Biden. It just happened, oh. Dan. It just happened like like it butter. It just happened. Just butter sliding down a plate. Just <laughs> It just happened. It was just just Think of how much it was like falling in a hole. Think of how much hay we would have made of this. Mm. I barely blinked. Yeah, it's like oh right, gotta go yeah. clean the mail. There is the also speaking of mail. There is the weird thing that's happening this week that apparently we all have to to somehow rescue the post office. Ah. <sighs> 
Morton Johnson, I have gone on record on this podcast mm-hmm. sure many have. times. Big fan. About my love for the United States Postal Service. And I cannot even describe the level of anger that I feel that there is apparently an attempt to end it right now when there are postal employees walking around bringing important shit to people, putting themselves at risk. A just absolute miracle of a system where I can write a thing putting in an envelope for 50 cents, get it anywhere in this goddamn country in a couple of days. It's the greatest thing in the world. I fucking love the postal service. I always have. It's the best. It's where fucking dreams come true in the goddamn mail. Yep. And uh, who knows? Like, maybe we're not going to have one because that's a thing. I mean, it feels very odd to me that this concerted effort to shit can the Postal Service is happening in concert with a concerted effort to fund nationwide vote by mail, which we are likely going to need in November. Those two things cannot possibly be separate things. And yet, can't vote by mail if you don't have fucking mail, Maureen. I don't know, Dan. Smoking and making Barbie clothes from Aunt Fanny's scraps. Sounds good. Picking up a bird from Sears. Getting a bird from Sears. You could get anything at Sears. Lawnmower. A bird, some cool polyester pants, a hat, other stuff, candy. There used to be candy counters in a bunch of those stores. Yeah. Yep. I When I was a child, once I got lost in a Marshall Fields, which I don't think you you all had on the East Coast. You all had Macy's, but it was the equivalent of Macy's. Uh, it's a Midwest equivalent of Macy's. Uh, and I got lost in a Marshall Fields and uh, couldn't find my family. And for some reason decided that the thing I should do was not to walk up to anyone that worked at a Marshall Fields and say, hey, I've lost my family. But instead to go back to the car. And of course, because this was like the early 80s, we didn't lock the car. And so I got back in the car and just sat there and waited for my family to give up the search for me (laughs) and come back to the car. I remember waiting a really long time. And I remember there was a fly in the car. And I started just being like, well, fly, it's you and me now. We're just hanging out here. Yeah, you get left in the car a lot. Just stay in the car was like a big thing. (laughs) Do you just leave your kids in the car? Never. (laughs) Like, well, now, like with a 14 year old, yes. But at the age that, you know, I would have been left in a car as a child. No, never. Seriously, you guys, if you are like, it was a remarkable time. There were no seatbelts. You just did whatever. You just went out. And I was a very, very protected child, but I could go out like 
fucking take the bike and go. Like, you're never wearing helmets. You're just going. Like, you're just whatever. <laughs> you just go. You just fucking go. Oh, yeah. I remember, man, I had a friend that had one of those enormous station wagons. And the like the pleather seats, mm-hmm. the bench seats in the back. And it was so fun because there were no seatbelts and their parents would take turns really fast so that you'd mm-hmm. go flying, <laughs> flying across that bench seat. Mm-hmm. That was a real that was a real that was a real something you'd look forward to. I remember he, he had a bunch of uh, of those Garfield comics books, those like ones that were really long. Mm-hmm. Uh, back there too. So you just read Garfield comics and slide around, and man, that was a whole weekend right there. That was yeah, that was really having a having a good time. Yeah, and before the internet, you know, it was we had to just rub sticks together for fun. <laughs> I can't tell if this is good. That's what old we're doing now, or awesome. Like we're just giving you some tips now for like what you can do. <laughs> It's so fucked up. While you're preparing to go campaign for (laughs) Joe Biden. (laughs) Could make Joe masks. Just spend my time stitching together Joe masks. Vote for Joe. (laughs) Come on, let's do this. It's 2020, man. Let's do it. Oh, says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who bonus content going up for town watch supporters pretty much every Sunday. It's a high quality like this. Is it? Sure. Uh, but anyway, patreon.com slash says who really and truly you do help make all of this happen. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Ted Leo's staying inside. Our logo designed by Darth. Darth is inside. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook and for real the Facebook group at slash groups slash says Whovians is filled with wonderful and amazing people and is moderated by Janice Dillard. It is a real source of goodness right now. So thanks to everyone who has been participating in it and to the many folks that are working in hospitals and grocery stores and work and delivery and everything else that are part of that says Whovian group. We are hearing your stories and we are, we are thinking about you. So thank thanks, you all. Thanks for keeping everybody alive, which is exactly what you're doing for real. Yeah, for real. You can spread the word, subscribe and leave stars and reviews on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. I said this last week and it still is true. This podcast and every podcast is seeing a dip in listeners because many people listen on their commutes or when they're at the gym or that sort of thing. And none of us are doing those things right now. And so one of the best ways that you can support this podcast and the other podcasts that you love, but maybe have been unable to figure out how to fit into your week is to leave a review 
uh, on Apple Podcasts because that is the that is the currency with which we all live. Uh, so please do, if you can, leave a review. You can join us next Wednesday, April 22nd. Whatever. For our next episode. And you'll know that it's Wednesday, April 22nd, because maybe you'll be a subscriber to my new podcast where I tell you what day of the week it is. It's a very good idea. I think it is. And I think that unlike impeachment.fyi, you probably won't have to stay up all night doing it. Unless I forget what day it is. You could gotta like you, you calculate batch, by the stars. You could batch record these, Dan, and just have them go up. That's wild. I've never done anything. I could batch anything. Little fact I don't even of batch the day: big cookies. I I cook them one at a time. Did I tell you about for my, my basement? No, I <laughs> man, save it for the bonus content. Maureen. Oh, all right, all right. Save that good shit for the bonus content. Oh, okay. Are you kidding all right. me? All right, well, well hold Don't on. Don't drop those baking supplies here on the free cast. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Are you? There? I know. I just coughed. It's just a little scratchy. Oh, yeah. That's all. Okay. All right. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. From my place here in New York, New York, New York, where someone has taken to blasting New York, New York out of a stereo speaker after the nightly cheer. Oh, no. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like it. I would rather it be that the the, the Alicia Keys song. Look, you can, it's, we'll, we'll take it, Dan, at this point. All right. It's something. Okay. Okay. You should just say your name, though. Say my name? name. Yeah. You were so close. You were Mm. just really close to that. Yep. A second ago, you were just like, from my apartment in New York, and then you were ready. You were then, but then we got sidelined. It's not a big Frank Sinatra fan is all, but you could still say your name. I could say my name. My name. Oh, now? Yeah. Okay. From my basement in Chicago. Uh uh-uh, uh, I did that one. That one's me. Uh where were we? Just we're at the we're ending. Right. We're ending. You just where need I say to my you name. just need to sign out. Say yeah. my name. Where you are and your name. That's it. Okay. And you're always the same place, so it should be real easy. It should be easy, right. I'm Uh, I know I can tell that you're not in the notes, but this part seems like it should be straightforward. I couldn't get into the notes this week. I know. It didn't let me have access. I know. Why? It's okay. There really wasn't anything in there. I don't know why. I couldn't get yeah, the your <laughs> this is this is where we're at. <laughs> we're talking about Google app permissions. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> God. It's Joe Biden. Yay. Just say your name. I'm Joe Biden. Uh, this has been says who. Just take it. Yeah.
Just let it happen. Just let it wash <sighs> over you. Wash over you. I did. <laughs> Just let it wash. Like a springtime oh. rain. Just 